Hey guys, my name's James. Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. This week's episode is sponsored by makemymortgage.co.uk. They're a UK-based mortgage advice and brokering service that have a great reputation for getting people on the ladder, remortgaging, buy-to-lets, and much more. Go check them out by going to makemymortgage.co.uk forward slash podcast. Now let's get into today's show. This is the Property Renovation Podcast where you hear the very best tips and advice on renovating or building your home from professionals in the industry and speaking to real homeowners themselves. My name's James Woodham. I'm the founder of the Property Renovation Podcast and together with the help of my team, we have just one mission, to provide you with valuable advice for free. We think the construction industry needs a shakeup and anyone that you hire needs to provide you with honesty and clarity whilst doing a professional job. Listening to our podcast empowers our listeners with knowledge and helps make that happen. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the show. On this week's episode, I'm actually speaking to Hazel. Um, Her and her partner bought a 1930s property in Manchester in the UK, and uh, they've been in it for about a year now. They've been doing quite some work already, quite a bit of work already, and um, they've still got some work to do. So uh, her and her partner come from a uh, design background, uh, although not interior designers. It was interesting to speak to them to find uh, how they've implemented their eye, uh, good eye for detail on the project and, and what, what plans they've got next and what challenges they had as well. So it's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. If you want to go and check them out, go on to Instagram. Uh, it's 44 underscore forever home all one word so that's 44 underscore forever home uh thank you very much enjoy the show so hazel welcome to the property renovation podcast um welcome to the show i really love what you've been doing and uh i've been following you on instagram for quite some time now um so can we just start off with um, trying to get a true picture of your project? Can you describe what your home looked like before and what it looks like now? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'd say probably before we moved in, it looked like your nan's house. So it just had like really dated carpet, loads of crazy wallpaper about. Um, it looked like all the worst bits of the 70s. So yeah, just crazy patterns everywhere, crazy colours, nothing really matched, nothing looked good. Um, we haven't done much in terms of layout just yet, but decoration-wise, it definitely looks a bit different than 20% that we've touched. Um, so now it probably looks oh, maybe 70% like your nan's house, uh, 20% like a squat <laughs> and then uh maybe what's left like 10 percent, maybe 10 percent like scandy <laughs> oh okay so. but you're getting there so it's a, it's a slow yeah, progress slowly. <laughs> yeah good so as it when you say about your nan's house um mm. I, i'm imagining that kind of uh chipboard wallpaper i don't know whether you remember yeah. that people used to plaster that all over their house is that yeah. have, have you got that in yours or did you have that in yours I think we've been quite lucky, like, without the chipboard, but it's definitely that. Is it anaglypta or something, you know, where it's, yeah. like, bubbles? Yeah. Um, that's pretty much everywhere. Um, and I've just – we've still got it in the hallway, so every time I'm in the hallway, I'm still pressing on it, like, to flatten it out, like I did as a kid in my own house. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then 
the like we had polystyrene like ceiling tiles everywhere so yeah oh, it's wow. pretty it was pretty hideous and um, parts of it still are pretty hideous those, those polystyrene yeah. tiles they sometimes um could be hiding uh something that's much worse uh, mm. so did you take them down in the end yeah yeah we've taken them down in um i think all bar one or two rooms now um, and luckily, with, there was nothing. There was no like signs of asbestos, and there was no huge cracks. So okay. we've been. This house honestly has been like the luckiest purchase. When I go through other people's, you know, stories, um, other people tell me these horror stories of, you know, buying their first house and finding all these, you know, awful things that are wrong. We've touched wood so far. We haven't really uncovered that many. The house has been quite kind to us so far. I can already hear our listeners saying that you're very, very lucky then, I guess, because... Uh... <laughs> oh, we're going not for long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so with this being your first home then, can you just tell us a little bit about the journey? What did it feel like just to finally get on the property ladder? Oh, my God. To finally get on the property ladder was amazing. It felt so good. Um, but the journey actually getting on the ladder was horrific it was just awful like trying to find that perfect house or what you picture as the perfect house I think out of everything that was the most stressful time that we've had mm. um yeah I just don't I don't like house hunting <laughs> it turns out which is why we're like this is our forever home because I'm never moving again I'm not doing it <laughs> um so yeah I would say so, so there's so many people out there that you could end up seeing dozens and dozens of houses. Um, it's quite a tiresome experience anyway. But how many how many properties did you end up viewing before you picked this um, one? We viewed, I think we've tallied up about 15 and we've kept like all the printouts in a different folder so we can look back in like 10 years time and look at them. Um, but yeah, we viewed about 15, I think, in total. And after the first few, we saw, started getting a good idea of kind of what we were looking for so anything that came up in the area that ticked the boxes that was within budget we went and viewed um and a lot of them were just just didn't come up to scratch on certain elements um we did we weren't looking for the perfect house because we just couldn't afford it um so we had to basically get something that was well we were like <laughs> there's no point paying for that nice kitchen because like i don't like it and we're just going to rip it out anyway so why would I pay more for this house when yeah. I'm just going to pull it out at some point? It's, I guess yeah. it's quite difficult to get into that mindset, isn't it? Because you're looking at the house, but you know that it's not really your dream home So it's it, it, because of the affordability part. So it's a bit of a mixture yeah. of feelings, I guess. Yeah, we only looked at, I think, towards the end, like near when we found this one that we're in now. Um, I just said to my partner, Alex, I just said, look, I want to go see this one because I think and not this one, but a different one um, that was probably like 20 grand over our budget. Mm. Um, I said, I think maybe we need to do, you know what Kirsty and Phil do on like location, location, location. I was like, maybe our budget is too small for what we need. So let's look at this house that probably ticks all the boxes. And then that will shake us to be like, okay, you can't afford what you want. You need to compromise more. Um, but even that house wasn't right. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. So, when you you said about 15 houses so would you say um that at the beginning you you already mentioned that you don't quite know it's, it's the, you know you're just about to get on this journey so um after the first few was that when you started to realize what you actually want because you've you've seen 
those previous houses and it kind of guided you into what to look for, if you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, probably every house that we viewed, um, apart of bar a few, um, kind of raised more things that we actually wanted on our checklist rather than made us um, kind of make that checklist smaller. We didn't really want to compromise on stuff. There was one that like you could see a bargain booze like shop from the garden and I was like oh that's fine though we're really close like mm. for convenience <laughs> um there was a co-op as well it wasn't just bargain boots um but um yeah that turned out that was something that my partner he was like no I'm not living there and then some roads that on the checklist it was it needs to be on a quiet road and some roads we went to view uh, some houses on some roads we went to view and I thought it was a quiet road but it turns out that we have different ideas on what a quiet road is um so in the end my partner wanted like a cul-de-sac Okay. But until you actually go and view these houses and then have this discussion in the car on the way home, mm. um, you kind of then realise, oh, so you meant that when you said that. And it's how much is actually um, like achievable within that budget. Yeah. I guess you've got a point, actually, because sometimes when you're going through these estate agents and the way they describe properties and the location. Oh, my God, it's awful. <laughs> and then you go there and it's nothing like it. <laughs> No, no, really, really not. I mean, here, the one thing actually that I've got a sticking point with still about the estate agents is they were like, oh, yeah, it's got ample parking. But you, the, yeah, it's got a really long driveway, which we were like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And you try and pull your car onto it on the first day of actually having the keys and realize the driveway is like super narrow. So you can't actually get a car on there. <laughs> so it doesn't have ample parking at all. It's got zero parking. Um <laughs> Yeah, and we probably we wouldn't have even looked at the house if it said no parking. Hmm. So they got us on that one, but it's fine. Oh, <laughs> okay, so in the end, you got this property, and um, tell us the reasons behind going for this property. You must have a, quite a few, I'm sure. Um, I suppose it was after looking at so many, or what felt like so many. We towards the end, we had like a super clear idea of what we wanted, and it was a pretty standard three-bed semi mm. that was probably 1930s because of the layout. Yeah. Um, and we actually fell in love with a house um, a few months before this one came on the market that needed... So throughout the kind of looking process, we started thinking, oh, we could do a renovation. We could, you know, because we're going to rip stuff out anyway. Why don't we just get it that's um, in a worse state? and then pay cheaper for, you know, get it for cheaper because no one else wants it um, and just live in it for ages while we do it up. Um, and then we fell in love with one that was a complete, like, mess. It needed absolutely everything doing to it. Mm. <clears throat> but we were really naive, I think, and we're like, oh, yeah, let's buy it. It will be amazing when, when it's all done and it will, you know, it will be great. Um, and luckily, our offer wasn't accepted um because that needed that didn't have any central heating it had you know the super old single pane windows it needed a whole new roof it had like a big asbestos shed thing in the garden it was it just had so many things with it that in hindsight would have been too much for us to take on um but that fell through we we didn't get it which was good in the end um and then when this one came on the market I literally sat on right move like every lunchtime um and I just saw it and I just thought, that's it. That is it. That's perfect. Because it wasn't in as far disrepair as the previous one. Mm. 
Um, it was on a much quieter street. Um, yeah, it was just, just it, it ticked all the boxes. And then we, we literally rang up and we're like, we need a viewing. <laughs> Get us in at your earliest convenience. I oh. think we saw it the next evening. Wow, um, quickly. Yeah, and then we put an offer in then the following morning, like at nine o'clock when they opened. And we didn't want to mess around. So we were just like, you know, um, asking price offer, just take it off the market, don't let anyone view it else view it mm-hmm. and we got it wow. well done congratulations <laughs> thanks it definitely helped seeing so many and getting a big checklist and so that when the perfect one came on the market we could literally jump on it and be like that's ours nobody else touch it yeah because i guess by then you've invested all of that time anyway so you've really narrowed it down you know your expectations and your limit and you're just waiting for the right property to come on the market and as soon yeah, as it did definitely, yeah definitely what it was yeah yeah brilliant it's meant to be. That's what they say yes. sometimes. Good. Yeah, maybe that's why it's been kind to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. So let's talk a little bit about the renovation itself. Um, you've you, you've mentioned that you've done some work. So have you done this in phases? I mean, tell us a little bit about it. Um, yeah, we've done it in phases. I spoke. I spoke. We didn't really realise we were doing it in phases, but I kind of wrote it out a few weeks ago and we have Mm. so the first phase that I haven't counted really in my mind was the stuff that just needed to get done straight away so it needed a rewire um we needed to fix some damp problems um we needed to insulate um like under the floor um what else there were certain things that needed doing before we could you know really you know start a dent on it really yeah so luckily we had like a um, a crossover with we were renting before we bought this mm-hmm. um so we had about a month that we could get um an electrician in to do a rewire and we could get the damp proofing fixed and then we could move in and live in it you know while it was while it's still a mess um but yeah so that was the initial phase um and then what i'm calling as phase one <laughs> was um to do the bedroom and the living room and the dining room and they're pretty much now done um in total there's about five or six phases that i've wrote out (laughs) okay so yeah we're we're not very far through um but some of the phases the next phase that we're going to go on with is kind of quick fixes um uh sort of we've got a conservatory so that's going to get a quick you know like a lick of paint kind of fix rather than actual full renovation of it Mm -hmm. um and a porch and a quick fix on the kitchen because it's a horrible space at the moment um and then one of the bigger phases which i think is like phase four or five is um to knock some walls down open up the kitchen diner space um maybe have like knock down the it's like a little kitchen extension and a conservatory extension so we're maybe going to knock those down and rebuild them okay um so that's a big phase but that all depends on budget and stuff but yeah the phases are quite slow because of budget how um how how have you imagined like how long you want this to be taken is it something you're planning over the next couple of years or um faster than that would you say yeah it's definitely not going to be fast i mean we've been in nearly two years about a year and a half i think now um and we've only done three rooms so far i mean we have done them all pretty much ourselves everything that you can see like we've done 
I think, you know, you can't really see the electric, so I don't yeah, <laughs> class yeah. that. We, we didn't do the plastering, but we knocked all the plaster off and took it back to brick. Um, so I see it, it probably taking like five to 10 years. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, a super slow process, um, but it's the only way that we can do it. Hey guys, it's James. Getting on the property ladder these days can be really, really tough. And with all of the advice on the internet, how can you be sure that you're getting the right advice? The guys at MakeMyMortgage.co.uk are super amazing. They're friendly and they offer down-to-earth advice. But most important, they offer a wide range of lending options. So if you're planning to buy your first home, buy to let, or just flip a property, MakeMyMortgage.co.uk are the ones for you. For your free consultation, go to MakeMyMortgage.co.uk forward slash podcast. Now let's get back to today's show. You just talked about the plastering and you knocked off um, and you got it all prepared, I guess, for the plastering to happen. Yeah. Um, did, did you get a quotation to include knocking it all off as well and then um, strip back the costs and make some savings by doing it yourself? Yeah, I can't remember actually the quote for having it all knocked off. Basically, every plasterer said to us, don't do it. <laughs> mm. And then uh, <laughs> kind of my partner just went, Oh, I just hate this. Like, I just hate it. It's just crumbly. Yeah. Um, because we didn't do it in the bedroom. We just had it skimmed in the bedroom. Okay. And when he went to put the radiator back on, um, it pulled a hole out of the wall. So he was like, "I'm not doing this." Like, we spent all this time and effort, and then if I go and put a picture up, if that comes off, yeah. like, I'm just gonna hate myself. So, um, I can't remember what the quote. One guy did quote to do it, and he suggested we knocked it all back to brick mm-hmm. but his quote was extortionate like so much and then i think the plaster that we ended up going with for, or we and we will go with for everything else um he said like you know what you can just do it yourself and then we'll come in and board it um okay. so yeah that's what we ended up doing look so, in, in hindsight i hated hmm. it <laughs> i don't want to do it again but i'll have to i know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but to that's interesting. So um, you've already said you'll 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 have them in again and um, do the rest of the oh, work. Yeah. And do you yeah, think yeah. that that was mainly because of his approach in terms of like, well, just take it off yourself and I'll come in and do it, kind of thing? Um, he was. I think he was actually our electrician's plasterer. Yeah. Oh. Um, we literally met him like within the first week of having the keys. Hmm. Um. And, you know, they kind of gave us options, I think, because we're, we're living in it and it's going to take us ages. There were, you know, even like, you know, the channels where the electrics go, it was like, do you want me to just, you know, do them properly and skim them or do you just want like it patchy? And we're like, well, it might take us quite a while. So, yeah, do it properly, actually. <laughs> and um, I think it was just, it was kind of quite relaxed about it. Okay. Um, and we did get like probably about five plasterers to quote just on the bedroom. Sure. Um. But he came back and like he his price was really competitive, and we'd already had him in to do the electric little patchy bits. Brilliant. So we just thought, you know what, it was fine, and his quote is, you know, reasonable for what he's doing. He's not the cheapest, but we know that he's reliable. Like our, our electrician was a reliable, so you know he's not going to use someone who's no bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Good. Just so, like him, so we can keep him. <laughs> <laughs> um, just from talking to you earlier on another call, um, I, I learned that both of um, yourself and Alex, your partner, yeah, um, Alex, you're, yeah. You're, you're in design, both of you. Not in the same field, but 
you're still in 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 that area. So yeah. using your using your careers, um, do you think it helped with the project at all? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think we're both. Um, well, Alex is very uh, hands on, so he's more of like a, a furniture type of designer, so like CAD and three D kind of things. So when it comes to any of the woodwork in the house, so like the architraves, the skirting, um, and the coving, even like he's just like, yeah, we'll do it. Like <laughs> it's not a problem. We can we can learn it. We can do it. It will be fine. Um, and he won't ever budge it. He'll do it like to the highest standard. Sure. So I'm not really worried about that. He tries to do everything as much as he can himself. Um, and I tend not to just get too worried about the actual visual design of it as a graphic designer. I'm kind of a bit laid back. Like, um, I think it's definitely helped. I don't think we've really stressed too much about no. how mm. it looks. I think other people have put pressure on us <laughs> thinking, oh, well, you're both designers. Your house is going to look amazing. You're like, well, I like we'll think it looks great because we'll do it to our taste, but I'm not doing it so that other people appreciate it. Really, I'm doing it so that I want to live in it. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, other I'm, people might not like it. But. I'm more thinking on the on the side of um, making like because you've got a very good eye for detail, I'm sure, and so is Alex. So <laughs> it's a case of measuring perfection. You know, it's. I think that's why it's taking so long. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Right. So okay. even like. Um, so the room that I'm sat in now, actually, this has taken seven months and we had it plastered before Christmas mm-hmm. and we only just put paint on about a month ago. So it took like six months to just get some paint on the walls. And that's because everything has a process. So it's like, okay, we have to do, what do we have to do? We had to like sand the floors first because that will get really dusty everywhere. Mm. And then we have to cover the floors um to protect them and then we can do the coving and then we can do the skirting then we can do the architraves then we can get the doors it's all very precise and everything is kind of planned out as to when we're going to do things and we won't then skip a step just because um we've never like, yeah i'm not allowed to skip steps <laughs> <laughs> so yeah everything's very um very organized and very precise which is, I mean, it is good. It it should hopefully have a professional finish to it, um, but just done by amateurs trying to be <laughs> professionals. <laughs> but it's it's your home, and uh, if it takes a bit longer, that's you know, at the, at the end result is that it's going to be good and just as you want it, rather than uh, rushing it and not being happy yeah. and having to live with it. So no, definitely not. Yeah. Okay, so. If you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? Oh, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> no, I, I would do it again. Um, what would I do differently? Um, I don't know. I'd probably... I don't really know. I think I wrote a note about this. Oh, yeah, it was just be more proactive and get it done sooner. Um, but that kind of goes against what we've just said about precision. Um, I would like to complete it faster than we have been um because it is very slow and you know people are always asking oh so what are you doing on the house now like oh we're still doing the coving (laughs) like a month later yeah we're still doing the coving (laughs) um but no it's um i think yeah probably buy the right tools straight away as well if i was to do it again 
Like, I wish somebody said to me, like, as soon as we got the keys, buy an industrial hoover, like, just buy one. It's like 50 quid. Um, and it will save you so much hassle and stress of breaking a couple of normal hoovers. Um, yeah, that's that's my one takeaway tip. If if I was to do it again for myself, it would be buy an industrial hoover. <laughs> cool. No, it's good. It's a very good tip. Not many people would think that. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, definitely do that. That's, yeah, okay. number one. So on the question of tips, have you got any other tips for our listeners um, that they could take away? Maybe they're doing a similar journey to you. Um, I would say if you're doing it like we have, where we're doing it kind of room by room. Um, when we first moved in, we stripped everything out pretty much apart from one room. Um, so that's why I said kind of a certain percentage of the house now looks like a squat because we've ripped out the 70s stuff mm. and it's just bare plaster, bare floorboards. That's fine. But if you have to live with that for five years, then it, it's, you know, it does start to think to kind of be like, oh, I please, I don't want my friends to come around or to stay in that spare room that looks like a squat. Like it's just not fair on them, mm. really. Um, so um, I'd say have a safe room, have a space where you don't strip everything out that you can just go in. So when you've done for the night, you know, you've worked all day, you've come home, you've worked like for hours on the house. You can strip off, put your pajamas on and go into a safe room and just like just chill for like half an hour and not see plaster, not see specks of dust everywhere. Um, that would definitely be a top tip that I would um, offer. Um, and also just shop around. Um, you know, you can get if you are doing it yourself or trying to do as much of it yourself. Like we saved hundreds by cutting out the middle carpet men and um literally finding one that we wanted and buying it online and then getting an independent carpet fitter to come and fit it for us um so yeah shop around save your money you know it's your hard-earned money <laughs> yeah yeah that's a very good tip i like that one so you mm -hmm. bought, bought the carpet online and then yeah got an independent guy to come yeah we kind of we were, were a little bit cheeky we went to like uh, I know, unfortunately, we did kind of screw over like a local carpet seller, which I do feel a bit bad about. But we went to them and, you know, hired a few carpet rings, bought them back, found what we wanted and were all ready to kind of pay for it. Um, but then Sneaky Alex found the exact carpet online for half the price. Oh, wow. So he just went, well, let's just buy it online and get a actual carpet fitter separately. And that's what we did. So, yeah, that saved us a lot of money. And I recommend that to all my friends now, but not many people do it. It's a bit, and it can be a bit scary, I suppose, you know, if something does go wrong. Um, but Yeah. I think it's something to do with, like, just having the extra work of having to, like, order it online yeah. and then yeah. waiting for the delivery kind of thing. But um, Yeah. And, like, even stuff like um, so our blinds, we got those from Blinds to Go, um, but we did have like Hillary's come out to quote and they were just so expensive. Um, and obviously that includes all your fitting and everything. Hmm. Um, but Alex did some, again, Alex <laughs> did loads of research online and found out that I think they're made in like the same factory or something. So the quality should be, I mean, it might not be exactly the same, but the quality on blinds to go apparently are really good for how cheap they are. Um, and obviously 
because we've been quite handsy with the house, we were like, yeah, we can fit them. It'll be fine. And it has been fine. Um, but we have, we've got the luxury of time. So if you've yeah. got, you know, five years, then yeah, do it our way. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get the builders in. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Well, look, um, it's been really nice having you on. Um, That's and, uh, you too. And um, I'd love to have you on again when it's all done and you can show it off a little bit. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's with your extension and your kitchen and your everything else. So, um, great. yeah, good. Thank you for your time. It's okay, no worries. It's been a pleasure. If you're planning a renovation or you're moving into your first new home, then the Akiva Toolkit could be the solution you need. With its easy-to-use package of 10 documents, you are able to manage time, budget, and the communication between your builders and you to ensure the project is complete to satisfaction first time round. The Akiva Toolkit saves you money and time. It's for the first-time renovator and the renovator that wants to do things better the second time round. It's a fraction of the cost compared to paying for mistakes or repeating work that's already done. Go to akivatoolkit.com and get your project off to a perfect start today.